to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solace, and with me, as always, is my very, very, very talented friend. She's every teacher's pet, the mixtress DC Gina. <laughs> no? Hi, 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 Louise. No, I'm just going to say to everybody, I apologize now. Why? For our episode. No. Because <laughs> I could just see, I, it's the glaring looks right now. Let's right. just, okay, I'm ready, jump into it. All right, go. we're going to do our intro so we can get straight to the guest. So did you have a favorite teacher from elementary school? Or I middle did. school? I did. Miss Trinitas. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so she left a lasting impression? Yeah, I was in, uh, well, Sister Trinitas, as they call her Miss. She um, left a lasting impression on my hands. Oh, <laughs> good God. Yeah, with a ruler. <laughs> but I learned something very quickly that you shouldn't answer back to somebody that's wearing a habit. Yeah, so, maybe not, maybe that's not. It. That's a very valuable lesson, yeah, early other on Other than learned. that, I think it's the only person I can remember. I mean, it was like a couple of other ones. So it. let's talk about some fun ones, and I'm gonna do a little bit and see if you remember who this, I'll give you an, an, a hint, and they're all fictional teachers, and tell me oh, who this is. Oh, I think you like, did a research on me. I'm like, how the fuck did you oh, do yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whatever. That one day, and no. Okay, if I say, ooh, 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 what teacher? Okay, let me give you another one. Same know. teacher, same show. Up your nose with a rubber hose. Oh, it's from um, uh, Welcome Back, Carter. Exactly. Well, I don't know his name. Welcome Back, Kata. Isn't it Kata? Um, so here's another one for you. <laughs> one, we've got a couple here for you. You know you love these quizzes. So who said, man who catch fly with chopstick accomplish anything? Remember these Mr. are Mayagi. all, yes, all great teachers from the Karate Kid. And then this one's a nice one. I like you just the way you are. Nothing. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, you yeah. know, I wasn't into that. Okay, and yeah, now he here's- He was too pleasant for me. Yeah. We didn't watch too him sweet. in New York. Too sweet, okay, got one more for you. And this one is actually the hardest one, but probably tell you, you'll know what it, where it's from. It's Bueller, Bueller, Oh yeah. Bueller. What, what's that guy's name? He's, uh, I know, I love that episode, but he's just, I mean, yeah. the, the, the scene. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I know what it, it is. is. Okay, so here's the funny thing, and you were never gonna get the teacher's name, why? Because the character was never named. Oh. It's, he was just the economic teacher, and it was Ben Stein played the role. Oh, that's right. But yeah. the teacher had no name. You know, Ben Stein had a, um, a show where he did uh, Ben Stein's Money. Yeah. Win yep. Ben Stein's Money. Yeah, now, that happened, show, now ask me about that? that show. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> that was a great show. That's why you have four, three, three pieces of property in your empire and growing. Uh, my empire is growing, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's so quick. Yes. And then we're going to put a place in Maryland. We'll be like, Empire Strikes Back. No, I'm just kidding. Move on. <laughs> go, go, go. So all this talk about teachers brings us to where? Today's designated drinker. So are you ready to get schooled? So let's please welcome the maestro himself, the Campari Group Spirit Specialist, right? Yeah. Wow, this is official now, Dwayne huh? Sylvester is on the show. The one and only. Class is in session. Hello. <laughs> So look, I know that you guys can't see what I'm what I'm looking at right now, but I'm watching Dwayne around his little uh, mic disc and making these like <laughs> these eyes at me, which I just know the trouble. It's pure trouble what's happening right now. Yes, so, I, I predict I have I predict this show's uh, gonna go off the rails. It is. Yeah. But with that, we're gonna start with something. Okay. So Dwayne works for this amazing company, and they actually house um, Grand Marnier. So there's a new thing for the 2020 year, folks. So how do you say that, right? It is brand new. We are drinking Ramonier. <laughs> uh, so the new thing for the 2020 year is uh, we're going to do a family. Okay. So a family is just a, a nice way of having a little spirit with each other 
and not calling it a shot. Okay. So to the family. To the family. To the family. Salut. Oh. oh, we're taking it right to the dome. There we go. Let's do it. Nice. It feels like Vale 2009. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, good <Memory>. Lord. <laughs> so the reason we went there, because after talking to you, Dwayne talked about how much he really loves to give back and what your new role oh. is taking, or your role now allows you to do that. So really love for you to um, take us on that journey, how you got behind the bar and where you, how you got where you are today. What exactly do you give back, Dwayne? Um, Trouble. I'm going to pause. No, <laughs> I was like, I was... I'm in. Truly, the, uh, well, you started with how did I get behind the bar? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I showed up one day and lied and said, um, I can do this job. And they said, sure, let's do the job. But I feel like I've been bartending since I was two years old. You know, I, <laughs> okay, please explain. You know, my own tagline is to teach and entertain. Um, my family, I, I have one aunt that I credit, uh, Aunt Jane in Trinidad, that is, as far as I can remember, was always about uh, being hospitable and giving making sure that everyone in her company was well taken care of and had, uh, even if she didn't, whatever she had, it was available to whoever came in. And um, that was kind of a roadmap for, for my life, you know? So hospitality is how I ended up behind the bar just because uh, I really enjoy making sure that everyone's okay. Never yeah. really was a fan of making drinks over cooking or anything. All that was part of entertaining. So getting behind the bar allowed me to entertain and people had questions and you know the teaching it, it just kind of it fed itself it was like a treadmill there was opportunity with each guest that came in and if you made them feel good they came back and they wanted to know about what you were doing or what i was doing and so we got to talk about that and all of a sudden uh, it work disappeared you know yeah. I'm, I'm loving what i do yeah i think um i bartended only through college i'm by no means anywhere near uh, you know i can put a liquid in a glass basically but that was my favorite thing was being a host being that every evening meeting new people and having fun i will attest it's liquid in a glass <laughs> <laughs> no you're getting better you're getting good at the shake and stuff but i, I mean, want well, yeah. hang out with the right people yeah, you make it's been it's been three years i mean you, you know. think i'd learn something by now yeah, is that I'm what like, you're trying I'm to say like, <laughs> yeah it's kind of nice uh, why don't you prove it no. I'm too many <laughs> experts sitting next to Let, me to even pretend that I'm the one who did said that I was just, you know, I'm a mere mortal compared to you. Bitch. <laughs> 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 you wanted to say mere mortal. Bitch. No. Nope. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, um, as. Uh, I don't even know if I answered her question, but. You well, didn't. No, I didn't but I mean, awesome you got right. there. You, so, you were behind the bar for a, long, for a long time, though? I mean, was a larger part of your career? For it. Ever officially, yeah. uh, I got behind the bar, and I believe ninety three, ninety four. So you know, yeah. I think Gina, a minute. Gina How was, old are you? Gina was, born, <laughs> Gina was just now getting born around then. I, uh, I wish that was true, yeah. but no, I was just finishing up um, a high school stint. Yeah. You know, I like to call that prison, but it's cool. The, uh, no, uh, no, no, that GED really worked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know University of Maryland gave out GEDs. But, I mean. um, that's one thing. It's it's amazing that Gina and I uh, kind of are in the same stomping ground, at least at that point in her life. I, I'm from uh, Prince George County, Maryland. Was While she was at University of Maryland, I was probably drinking at those bars <laughs> legally, illegally, whatever it was. Cornerstone. Oh, uh, oh, Cornerstone yeah. was certainly called Club Rendezvous back then. And, uh, you had your voo shoes. Because <laughs> the floor was so disgusting that huh? you would... Oh, you had voo shoes. You had voo shoes. If Got you it. went to University of Maryland and you were from our era, 
you knew that if you were going to the VU and you were going for dollar rails, yeah. you were wearing VU shoes. Yeah. Because the chances are of you not stepping in throw up was very slim to none. Oh, good Lord. Throw up wasn't bad. <laughs> there were worse things that, that at least washed off. Like people like peed on the floor. Oh, and good on Lord. the bar. People oh, were, good yeah, Lord. well, I mean, it was, it was rough. Yeah. PG County, like University of Maryland, I totally adore it and I love being an alumni and stuff, but, and giving back to the school, but it is not the same school I went to. Like, I'm happy for my education being so valuable now, but I don't feel like. Well, if they, don't have the, if they don't have the VU anymore, it's definitely not the same school. They Bentley, they Bentley still, still, Bentley's still isn't going gross. anywhere. Uh, still the best wings available, gross or not. Uh, is the fake cafe still there? No, uh, the building is there. It's, it's something else now. It's like, uh, but the same old lady still owns it. So you've been in this area most life. of your life? My whole damn life. I was wow. born in, in Short uh, umbilical cord, huh? Born right up the street at Howard University. There you go. Last of the Freedmen's Babies, in fact. I'll put a date on that, 1973. Oh, wow. Look at you. I didn't know that. Yeah, you thought I had a, I need a cane somewhere, right? <laughs> you're not that, you, you act like you're so much older than everybody and you're not. So, like, it's kind of ridiculous. That's I mean, you and Neil. I have to act that way because you guys all feel like I'm your, the same age as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should always believe. Dwayne, where are you going? Uh, home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, homes and children. <laughs> Which is kind of a bizarre thing. I want to talk about something about Dwayne, though. I don't Please. know what the next question is. There is but... it. Go ahead. Okay. So Dwayne's being very modest right now, and I will say this. During the time of the Renaissance here in Washington, D.C., that we were doing the cocktails and everything like that, Dwayne started doing the program at, um, we'll just say, Bourbon Steak, right? So I think that's where Dwayne really yes. stretched his wings and, like, began to take his culinary side and, like, put it into the bar. And, like, I guess my question is, what made you make that switch? Was it the pressure from the outside that says you need to be better, you want more spotlight, or was it like something that inside, internally, you know, came to you and you're like, oh, I know how to do all these things. I'm gonna put it in my drinks because you definitely put your cultural influence on your cocktails. You know what I mean? Like you weren't doing some generic spice combo things. I gotta tell you, the um, being in that building, I. When I came to DC, I mean, I was at I worked at Friday's Greenbelt, Jasper's and Greenbelt, and when I uh, I already love it. When <laughs> bone I, crushers, yeah, bone crushers in uh, Baltimore zoos. When uh, I came to DC, uh, McCormick and Schmidt was my first job that I ever worked. And it was the first place I'd ever seen someone squeeze a lemon or a lime to make a fresh, a fresh juice cocktail. On 19th yeah. Street. 9th and F. 9th wow. and F. The, it's a Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Now. <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah, it's a right. the, uh, And so, but I thought I was the shit. I really didn't. I really loved serving people. I was having fun, but I knew everything about drinks that I, that I had been exposed to. So I got into a wine and I did my level two psalm with the master court. And then a job came open over at the Four Seasons. Um, some, some chef from San Francisco, Michael Mead, had never heard of him, was coming <laughs> to town. But they were hiring at the Four Seasons, which was supposed to be a big deal. And um, I went to my GM and I actually cried when I put in my, my, my notice because he had taught, uh, Pete Johnson had taught me so much about the business side of uh, running a restaurant as far as making numbers work and understanding value and cost. So when I left him, I felt horrible, but I, you know, I was going to the Four Seasons and I was gonna go learn more about wine there. Yeah. And when I walked in, I was like, I can do wine or bartend. And then I, they gave me a test. 
they gave me a written exam. I never forget this. Noah Ellis gave me a written exam and said, uh, fill this out. And they asked me questions about drinks that I didn't understand. Um, and like I did what they asked me, uh, you know, what, what drink comes with a flamed orange peel? Right. And only, the only drink that I knew that was something on the McCormick and Schmick's menu that was a Kentucky buck or, or something silly. I'd never known a Negroni to have a flamed orange peel or, and there were other questions, and I, I, evidently I did well enough on the test, but I'd never seen anything. You know who I met in that cattle call? Who? Kevin Rogers. Interesting. Kevin Rogers, who, uh, for some reason, didn't take the job they offered him, which gave me an, an opportunity, opportunity yeah. to go into Bourbon State. So I, once I realized that um, there was more to bartending than what I, I knew, which was all the 80 shots. I mean, I can make a sex on the beach, woo-woo, any <laughs> Long Island. So I was ready. <laughs> With hospitality and with fresh ingredients to yeah. eat now. So, I, I mean, I was the shit. What else do you want? All of a sudden, um, I met this team that said, hey, we're going to put, they put me through the most brutal training in the name of hospitality. They said, we're going to be good and good to a fault where if it's not good, we're not going to serve it. If you overdid something or underdid something, throw it out and start over. And there was a new commitment to quality that I'd never experienced. Um, forget the cost. Yeah, forget the cost. I mean, the address could afford that. Well, that's also why I take the pens every time. When I sign my bill, I take the pens from the Four Seasons every time. Just so you know, just so you know, Four Seasons. You know where to I find I take her. the pens. Um, <laughs> because oh, I'm um, assuming the cost of the pen is in my. Excuse is, me. Back is, to me. <laughs> <laughs> the time spent in that building, um, being able to work with chefs, all of a sudden that were working for a national chef, but they were awesome in their own accord. So, I mean, I opened with David Varley and then we went on to Adam Sobel, uh, John Critch. I mean, we had an amazing team that came through. Some of the, some of the pastry chefs I got to work with from, from Lincoln Carson down to, uh, I mean, there's too many to name. Yeah. Just so everybody like, knows, if you haven't heard these names before, if you check any Pellegrino list worldwide or James Beard or, um, um, Michelin, these, these names are right there. Yeah. So like you, he did have an amazing experience in Lincoln. I'm super jealous about because he's the man of the sweetness. Oh yeah, he is. Well, I, just being around those people and then yeah. asking questions, they were, they gave up so much knowledge. So, and yeah. they said, dude, make it good. My mantra was just make it good. It was never, so I was able to forget the rules that I'd learned. How much, how, how much booze goes in a drink? Uh, ounce and a half or two ounces because why because that's what it is no it's enough enough to make it taste good if it's three ounces great if it's an ounce and a half it's an ounce great you can adjust our cost to, to to certain so the freedom that allowed me to dig into this new experience and I bring my own flavors to it the opportunity at bourbon steak is what uh what opened up my mind and they just let me run with it so that that was my inspiration and influence all in one they, uh, there was no book to follow, because uh, I, tr I read all the books. Um, I also got to work with an amazing bartender, Kevin, uh, Kevin Dietrich, who's also killing it. He should be on someone's who's who list. Uh, Kevin, We're going to San Francisco and, and yeah. do it. Yeah, no kidding. Kevin um, taught me how to think. Kevin and uh, Noah Ellis, behind the bar, all of us, I remember I was a badass. I could free pour, you know, they brought out this exacto pour. I'm like, I'm not jiggering anything. And they were like, you know what? Behold the jigger. The jigger yeah. was uh, 
first off, it was my nemesis. They said, you have to jigger. And I was like, why should I jigger? I can free pour. So Noah had me do, this is probably illegal now, but we, he had me pour the, the rails, what we called it, when you, you measure all the shots. And I poured it, perfect. He made me do 10 push-ups, pour it again. Perfect, 10 push-ups, pour it again. I missed two. He said, these are your drinks at, eight, at five o'clock, eight o'clock, 11 o'clock. Oh, that's said, interesting. Your drinks yeah. suck at the end of the night because you're fatigued and you're tired and other things are going on. And so why do people come at 11 o'clock and get a different experience than what comes at five o'clock? The jigger makes you better and we want you to be the best you can be. So I still push back a little bit. And then this Kevin shows up and he was faster with jiggers than I was free pouring. Wow. So from then I put down, I, no more free pouring. I picked up my jiggers and I said, you know what? I need to become speedier. I need to become better. Yeah. Uh, Kevin was the first person that blew my mind as far as being so much better than I was that I could humble myself and say, yeah, I need to learn. Um, I think those, those types of people who come into your life that share knowledge, like you said, share knowledge and help you get better, I think that's what make us also become better mentors because you can easily identify some certain points in your life that you made, you made the right choice or you were pushed to go another direction that you may have thought was the wrong thing or about it but then in now you credit to uh, being better at what you do now there's uh, it's not what I do now it's what I did then but I mean <laughs> as a person as what you do as a professional it helped you grow I even think, like from a mental standpoint right absolutely I think that there's so many opportunities to make each other better that will benefit the city you know I because I could go to Gina with an open book and say how, how did you make that and she would say I did this, or go to Owen Thompson as a resource, or yeah. all the old heads. Uh, Jamie McBain was, Jamie McBain was my biggest supporter. Uh, we worked side by side at uh, Bourbon Steak, and anything I needed to to do, we talked to each other. There was no competition, even though people would say we were in a competitive position. You know, Todd Thrasher, what he what he knew, he was willing to share with with with, with us. When, no, he was willing to share with anybody that was a boy. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hi, I Todd. Mean, Hi, Todd. You yes. were not willing to share Just so girls. we all know, Todd's been on the show before. That was a really boozy, boozy, boozy episode. I was slurred in the second yeah, episode. Yeah, go listen to it because yeah. it's funny. Totally slurring. It just laughter. How'd you guys get slurring? Would you guys have drinks? Oh, my God. So here, I'm sitting with Gina and Todd, two of the best, right? And what am I drinking? Shitty Chardonnay out of can. I don't know what. Can Chardonnay. It was terrible. <laughs> but it had a great time. And it she served was, a purpose. You enjoyed it. So no, we had a great time. We only did two episodes that day because we couldn't do anything having more. Having a good time is what, <laughs> is what it's all about. You know, there's so many Absolutely. people. With, somehow DC has found their head, it's our heads up our ass where we think that uh, it's about the drink. And it's so not about the drink. We can make good drinks if we're having fun and our guests are having fun. Um, and you got to share. There's so many people yep. that want to keep whatever they've learned or they think like it's a proprietary secret yeah. um, and it keeps it close. If I've, if I've had any success, it's because I've been, I think I've been open and willing to share with, with anyone, uh, certainly anyone that was on my team and anyone that was, was daring enough to ask um, because that's the only way you're going to learn and grow by sharing and talking. Yeah. No, absolutely. I totally agree. I think we all, we're better I, for it. And I think it's, it's, it's almost selfish, I'm sorry, selfish to be somebody who shares knowledge because you get, there is a certain amount of enjoyment um, knowing that you have been able to help somebody. Or I, I think good mentors are that way anyway. Oh, I certainly help people for my benefit. Yeah. 
it's, it's got little to do with you. If you ask me a question, oh, you just gave me a stage to Exactly. To talk <laughs> Wait, I have an audience? <laughs> and, and share? No, it's, it's important. I'll tell you, the, um, one of the first, or not first, but one of the early uh, events I did where they sent me out by myself was something for, uh, what, what was the orange? No Kid Hungry. Oh, and, yes. And Gina, Gina was a beverage share that year. And uh, I did a. And have been. That's a great. Forever. Okay, just just let's know. Forever. No kid child. Great, great, great event. No kid hungry. Oh, hungry. Sorry. Thank you. No kid hungry. <laughs> no kid child. <laughs> there's uh, there's no kid child in the world. So there's um, a shiny penny in the room. Listen, so. that is uh, anybody out there listening, and you need to ever give somebody a gift, and you know what to give them. Give them the gift of a donation to No Kid Hungry. Seeing kids hungry in this country is literally the saddest thing. When people are walking around with you know, $240,000 cars and some kid down the street can't eat. Yeah, exactly. Getting I'd be back driving to around if I had a $240,000 car, but I digress. <laughs> they do. I watch them. I see them all over D.C. People drive the cars and they're hammered driving them on top of it. You know, take some of that money and donate it. Feed a kid. Do exactly. the right thing. I made, Move on. I made a, uh, a drink in a soda siphon, essentially a Rimmel's Fizz in a soda siphon, and I was serving it out and... There was some shade in the room, and I don't understand shade. People were like, this, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And Gina walked up to me, said, give me one of those. And she picked it up and slammed it. <laughs> and she said, no. and she said <laughs> it, was, it was the best validation. She said, oh, my God, it's like a fucking key lime pie in a glass. It's so good. Give me another one. And all of a sudden, with, with, with that side endorsement, yeah. people, come, people were like, oh. This is okay because it was a it was a drink that no one had seen that presentation before. Uh, people were saying you're going to do a Ramos in, in in this. They're laughing at me. I won't call names as it was laughing at me. You know, and I that was I for me that was a coming out and saying you know what, just believe in what you do. And I I never thanked Gina for that because I don't think she knows because she didn't care. She tasted it was good. She said it was good. If it sucks, she would have said, mm, oh, she would have said mm. why don't you do something different? No, I would have been like, that's nice, and I would have walked away. So when <laughs> yeah. I tell you it's nice, it's probably not great. Um, <laughs> so wait, do you know what is nice? That she's making us another wait, cocktail. Wait, I want to say something to what Dwayne's saying, because I have a couple, I have like 30 more turns to go here. Okay. So one of the things is, you know, innovation, like we were all stuck in this like time warp of cocktails, right? We're like, no, this is how they did it in you know, 1901. Yeah. yeah, that is how they did it in 1901, because in 1901, they didn't have a Horizaki machine. In 1901, they didn't have ISI making you the coolest equipment. Yeah. In 19, so what everyone forgets is, you know, there was this like whole golden age, the machine age, where things changed and innovation happened. And in case anybody went to, um, Eighth grade history, it's what you learned about. Yep. You probably didn't listen, but I, I did for some stupid reason. I don't know. Did you speak and you had the golden pet. era, and then you had all these things happen where technology became the thing, right? So you're telling me in 1901, you would rather call today, if, we're believe, if we believe in that concept, then throw out your iPhones, <laughs> get rid of your computers. No, 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 because then they can't listen to the next thing you switchboard, And hopefully somebody on the other end is going to pick up so you can connect with somebody else. Yeah. So. You have to remember the environment, right? You have to say, what are we gonna do next? Because I have to be honest with you, it's very scary thought is that the bartender, if they don't keep up with what's gonna happen, somebody is gonna time them out because the simplicity of the cocktails from 1901 can be made by a robot. Oh, very true. Okay? 
But the innovation. Vending machine. But yeah. the in, but the innovation is only human. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. That's what you need to remember. Keurig cocktails. Oh, good lord! Yeah, that's I know. Real. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I can't. I gotta be honest with you. If it's like three o'clock in the morning and I've been out on a bender, <laughs> I might throw in a Keurig cocktail. <laughs> I mean, if I just gotta pour it over ice, I'm okay with that. But I will say, what keeps me going back, even when the drinks are not like you know they're okay it's the bartender if they're there it's the hospitality side it's the can you put a you know can you put some decent wine in a glass and if you're going to keep me in it's the entertainment it's the hosting i like the human connection have you ever gone out to a restaurant and ordered spaghetti sorry the bolognese <laughs> yeah it's because you wanted to be out yes everyone can make spaghetti at home yeah well, most people. I, don't, I know people who can't even do that. Gina just tensed up. I know, because, yes. Because you know her last name, right? Mom Spaghetti. I mean, it is what it is. Okay, so today we're making, today we made a very Ooh, quiet cocktail, it actually. Is very, it's because everyone else is so loud. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. Uh, that we did today, which is a little bit different than we normally do. So normally I'll tell you when you're making a cocktail, the garnishes and the sizes. This one is, um, it's a naked cocktail. It is naked. And naked. only and only because naked. I really appreciate, you know, a good muffin milking. There it is, I worked it in, I worked it in. Just kidding everybody, I don't even know what muffin milking is, but it's just an inside joke between the guilt. And if you do know what muffin milking is, good for you. That means your sex life is alive and well. All right, so. Um, I told you you're not getting Ooh, in there. Oh, she's red. Her she face is red. Well, when you look at the term of muffin <laughs> yeah, milking, yeah, you yeah. might want to cut this part, but probably not. All right, so what we have in here is a little bit of different use of Grand Marnier. We warmed up your palate. We got that cognac flavor all washed over you. And we took Wild Turkey 101 for two ounces. And then we took about four dashes, so about a half a bar, bar spoon of Grand Marnier. Um, half a bar spoon of Angostura, and a little bit of a um, elixir that I made, which is, um, I'll give everybody the recipe, is an apple um, lemongrass, right? Syrup? So, syrup. Ooh, so nice. it's, like a, it's not really a syrup, because it has like apple and Chardonnay and stuff, so I'll give everybody the ratio. Oh, wonderful. So instead of using like, water, you use Chardonnay, you use a little bit of apple, and then... Elixir. I didn't know that was a yeah. thing. Yeah, it's not quite a syrup. Oh, wow. So it's what not, did you say? So, what? Elixir. Yeah. So I'm the big elixir. Fan. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of using a coin. All right, stop talking. <laughs> right, because there's only a little bit of music, and then it goes away, and then no one knows what the recipe is. Jesus. Told you off the rails. Anyway, so we use a, um, normally I'll tell you a quarter. You need a quarter round for the orange, and this mm -hmm. time we took a little bit longer of um, not quite a horse neck, but the full length of an orange peel, and we just. Zest it over the top, and then throw it out. You don't need it. So good. This is so good, Gina. And you get to drink the whole one this time. I don't need it for a photo. I finally got. I finally <laughs> figured it out. I have to make. You just want me hammered. I at have the to end. make four. <laughs> I have to make four. So, one for the guests, one for Louise, one for myself, and one for the camera. Yeah. 
So and then, and everyone's that's like, why, why isn't Louise hammered? Because I take a sip and mine was always photographed. So I think her, her 2020 is to get me hammered after these. Yeah, is because that what it I'm is? I'm always on the show. At the end of like we're, we're doing, I'm like, ugh, because I drank it. <laughs> so now you need to be, ugh, so it's not just me. Because <laughs> it's annoying. Uh. Do you like the face? <laughs> you have a good muffin mug impression going on right now. You have tamed that 101 rye, the spices come. This is delicious. Thank you. It is. Oh, that's a nice so way of putting here's, taming here's, the 101. Here's little, nice. Here's a little thing for 2020, right, everybody? So we're heading into the new year. You're looking at your, your liquor cabinet. You're saying, so let's dust off the Grand Marnier and let's think about it in a different way. Maybe it's, you know, it's a, it's a little bit more of an aperitif instead of, you know, putting it at, you know, putting it in the back bar and saying it's only for after dessert, right? Yeah. Maybe it's something that wells up your palate, gets you a little bit hungry. You know, you can use it in a different way, but just what we need to do, eat more in the holidays. Here's what I here's <laughs> what I love about it. What and what I've only discovered is if you put if you pair Grand Marnier with bitters and you use it like a bitters, that it has a different flavor profile because you everyone forgets that the cognac and Grand Marnier and the orange peel that they use is all legit. Like yeah. there's nothing fake about Grand Marnier. Call it whatever you will. It is what it is. Yeah. And it's a very fine, it really, Grammy has a fine cognac. Yeah. And it's delicious. Yeah, I, I will admit that I, do, I don't know what to do with it. Um, again, not being, you know, around you mere mortals. Or I'm just a mere mortal. Um, I, I know it to be like too sweet. I know it. <laughs> I and I because I have I don't know what to do with it and the fact that you're talking about balancing it with some bitters this is lovely I mean it, for me it's nice and round it's really well balanced um, well okay. done absolutely well you know I made, I made a cocktail once <laughs> no I'm just kidding you know it's kind of you, you know I, her being humble just I for one second not that even I don't a second. like to make cocktails for because it makes me a little nervous I, I've seen it a handful of times right. I love making cocktails for Dwayne because even if he doesn't like it, he's gonna say it. he likes it, and then he's gonna tell me later. You know, I would. Uh... But now he's actually drinking and he's not saying anything, so that's yeah. different. Well, would you you would do the same though, yeah? Like yeah, yeah. See, because I would. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. but I'm just saying it's just kind of funny to me. Jane would walk away from the glass though. Oh, this <laughs> is good. Hold it for me. Yeah, I've seen her actually do that in action, which I was like, oh, she doesn't like that one. <laughs> I, <laughs> Certain events we've been to, yeah. And if I drink all of your drinks, it means that it's a fucking great cocktail. Or you're drunk. Or I'm drunk. I think it's drunk. You know what? I think when I want to be. When she drinks all and brings people back and says, yes. you got to try this. That's a, that's a good sign. That makes you feel good. I think I want to be an day. editor of cocktail books or something in another life, right? Like, you know, like you have all this editor of magazines and they look at these beautiful photos and they edit it and they critique you and they do all this shit. I want to be able to be like, I want to take a drink and just like love it. And somebody be like, I want to be like the devil wears Prada of cocktails. I want to be like, that's oh, really good. good. Or I want to put a belt on it. Could or you imagine like being the bartender on the other side of that? Oh, good God. With Gina There's and There's only one known smile who gives a Dwayne from in 2009 when he was at Bourbon Steak. <laughs> and he made what was the greatest cocktail. So do you know what I mean? Like, it would be really funny. Yeah. So tell me about Good Life Behind Bars. Wow. So Good Life Behind Bars is a series that got paired up with uh, Black News over at the Allegory uh, this year. Yeah. And I saw that. <laughs> See, I do my research. And uh, it was really, they, they took a broad, a broad spoke, scope to highlight what um, bartenders are doing. With the, so we took a step back and say there's great African-American history behind bars 
um, and people that there's just like nothing known about. Uh, you talk about uh, Tom Bullock or John Dabney, Jasper Crouch, uh, where there's so little information. And then there's amazing people doing things in the city now that, you know what, let's give them an opportunity to to speak up about what they're doing right now. So they featured some of the some amazing young bartenders up and coming and established uh, Lauren Paler, uh, Al Thompson, uh, AJ Johnson. Yeah. Oh, who am I forgetting? Did you Amy? Oh, Capri. Oh, Capri's amazing. Yeah. Capri, Amy. I mean, I think Aaron Joseph is doing one. And yeah. somehow they included me among that somehow. list. Uh, and it, it was amazing. Um, I got to go in and talk about what no one talks about, right? Instead of talking yep. about me, I was able to talk about uh, Tom Bullock and some of these um, forgotten or, or never recorded historical bartenders that we have little glimpses and snapshots of, you know? And the my message for that was, again, um, tell your story, yeah. you know? Tell your story because if, if it isn't told or recorded, then um, it doesn't exist. Yeah, it fades away, unfortunately. <laughs> That's cool, that's really cool. So have you done one of those thus far? There have been five. I did one. I was able to go to uh, Capri's. There's been two since. Um, certain, I think AJ's is coming up uh, next week, Sunday, the 15th. I'm not sure, but there's a website which I can't It's okay. So to. here's what we'll do. Um, we'll do our housekeeping right now because it makes sense. Um, <laughs> for any, any, any more information about that, you'll go over to where, Gina? To Designated Drinker Dot Show. Wait a minute. What was that? The Designated Drinker Dot Show. And you'll have all of the cocktail, <laughs> all the recipe how-to tips. And then, of course, we'll make sure that the, there's some links to the, that series so that um, our listeners can find out more because it's well worth it. And it's something that, to your point, telling your story is very important it changes perspective which allows us to help change the world wow that's a big message everybody it is world. it's true the world it's the, the world. fucking world gina the world craig <laughs> so the world brings us to my your... final question of the episode <laughs> okay all right Dwayne. in this world everybody identifies with themselves with some sort of spirit animal some people like, you know, they look at a bat, they're like, I'm just like a bat, I, I only come out at night and I could see in the dark, whatever, right? It doesn't matter. Um, I'm asking you to identify yourself with an ingredient that would go into, you know, cocktails or food, it could be anything, and, and why that ingredient? So what's your spirit ingredient? Tick. I Tick. am salt. Ooh. Oh. What kind of salt? We haven't had one of those. No. I am... General salt, sea salt. Sea I am salt. Malden sea salt. Well, now, now you're upper echelon sea salt. I am finishing salt. I am the the balance, the enhancer. I just, I think a pinch of salt can make almost anything better, be it sweet or or savory, and that and that's what I want to do. I want to enhance your experience. So, I'm salt. But straight on, you could just you could just get to somebody. Just just sprinkle it on. If I'm there in the beginning, you'll be well seasoned. If things aren't going quite right at the end, I'll give you just enough. You don't want too much salt, just like you don't want invasive service. Just a pinch. Just enough. Oh, and on that Look at note, that. on cheers that note, to that. cheers. Cheers. I love that one. <laughs>